Hey, what's up, folks? Welcome to another week. This is the Live Life Aggressively Show. After much interruption, <laughs> much interruption, yeah. we, 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 we're, we're, like we told you guys, we're getting ready to like go into another direction. And <laughs> fortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately, we were kind of forced into going to another direction as far as also how we do this show and how we record this show. So I'm glad that happened, actually, when you think about it. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it happened when it did, and it's kind of pushing us in the direction. that we, It's almost like there's karma knowing that, hey, if you guys are actually about to step your game up, go ahead and do that as well with, you know, pretty much how you guys record this show as well and quit using the free cheap crap. Because <laughs> you give it yeah, your mean, Anytime you try to do anything to improve your life, there's always going to be roadblocks that just materialize out of nowhere. It's just the nature <laughs> right. of the game. It's just impediment. It's almost a test to see if you're actually serious. Like, you know, I'm going to yeah. start working out four times a week, and then all of a sudden some crisis happens in your personal life, and you're not even working out once a month. So there's right. always going to be some kind of test. People think that we've probably taken a break from the show for a while. We actually recorded two episodes, which are never going to materialize because we had issues with our previous system. So we had to research and figure out a new way to get the show going. And I think we've got that down. There's going to be some kinks, I'm sure, to work out. But I think we've got a handle on how to do this. So now we're finally back, and it's <laughs> it's like I'm tired from doing the last two episodes, which are never going to materialize. It's <laughs> a funny thing. Right. You know, now I feel like I need a break from the two episodes that we worked hard on, which are never going to come out. You know? Which, you know, one of those we just recorded like a couple of days ago, and it took a couple of days for us actually like to get unpissed off. <laughs> just, you yeah. know, because again, you know, you know, we had to come to the realization like, well, again, we get what you pay for, and when you try to go through those readily available resources out there when it comes to podcasting, eventually you're going to eventually outgrow those things. So it's good when you're on a smaller scale, but we're at that point now. This is not when we first started, and, you know, we got to definitely, you know, take it all to the next level, not just certain things, but everything's going to have to go, you know, in this direction. Can't just have little things behind. It's kind of like, you know, you want to move ahead with your life or whatever, but, you know, you finally break up with somebody that you that was bringing nothing but negativity to your life. But once you break up or you divorce them, you know, then you realize, like, okay, I'm going to start dating or whatever else. But then you realize, you know, what if I get rejected or whatever else? You know, it's so much easier to call my ex and then call her over and put a little Netflix and chill. That's just so much easier. And then the cool thing is, at least we're divorced now, so at least she can leave at the end of the night. Nah, man. Nah. You're not moving forward. You're still trying to go back to something. Trying to hold on to something that was an easy resource. Nah, man. You got to go ahead and step up and take on that challenge. And that's, you know, that's the thing about it. When there, when there's change, there's going to be challenges. And that's what, that's what actually makes it even more interesting. Because that, like you said, that's when you're going to realize if you really want to do it or not. It's hard to move away from something when it's familiar, even if it's negative, because exactly. it's familiar. So that's one of the reasons why it's so hard to get anyone to do anything. I mean, I thought when we had Ty Ritter on the show talking about Project Child Save, that would be one of the easiest sells ever. Like every single person who listens to this show is going to become a dedicated advocate. They're going to donate as much as they can every month and tell everyone. And that just hasn't been the case because it's just hard to get people to do anything. It's hard to get people to park at the end of the parking lot so they get more activity in their <laughs> right. day when they go to the grocery store instead of being a parking shark trying to park as close as possible. Yeah, it's hard to get people that. to walk around the block every day. These are simple things. So any meaningful change, you can imagine the resistance that's going to come with that. So anyway, what we're going to do is empower you through really high content episodes and this episode is kind of going to be a preview of the benefits that are yet to come. So I'm going to get into my favorite joint health supplements, and I'm going to preview it with two of the many 
options I'm going to go through in more detail next week. And next week is going to be our first premium episode, meaning that if you're not a Patreon supporter, you're not you're actually not going to have access to it. And once you hear what we deliver today, you're not going to hesitate. You're going to want to go over and sign up right away. And I say that right after I said how hard it is to get people to do anything. <laughs> you know? So I'm sure a lot of you are going to listen to this and go, man, that was some great free info. I hope they give us more free info in a couple of weeks because I don't want to fork out that three bucks per yeah, month man, to get five access bucks, to the yeah. premium episodes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I can say this much. I can say this much. You know, since we first started talking about going to the premium subscription through Patreon, I'm starting to see more and more Patreon uh, subscribers now, new ones. And I'm also starting to see those who've already been Patreon subscribers actually bump their monthly donation up to, to that. So now I'm not even going to call those donations anymore. You know, those subscriptions, that's what it's going to be now. So let's go ahead and take the whole feel good giving aspect out of it. It's like, no, this is a subscription. You're you're pretty much you're investing in quality information and and entertainment as well. So that's what you're doing with this. That's what that's how it's going to be from right now. If you want the free stuff, you know, if you want to donate your listening time, then that's what the other two episodes are going to be that you're going to hear every month with our guests. So the way it's going to go, we've got two guests each month on those episodes that you can attain via iTunes and Stitcher. And then those private member only Patreon subscriber only episodes will be via Patreon. You won't see them on Libsyn. You won't see them online. You won't see them on iTunes or Stitcher. None of that. Those will not be available for that. It won't be in your RSS feed. You won't even be alerted when they come out unless you are a Patreon subscriber. And the easiest thing to do is go to patreon.com slash LLA podcast right now and start there at that $5 level. Or if you want to get more, do that. Go for more. Like I said, we're going to make it worth your while if you want for more. So stay tuned for that. So that's how you can get these episodes that are going to be like the one you're hearing today, but just a little, they're going to be more in depth. And also, you know, that's the time we can address things like, you know, listener Q&A and, and answer those questions as well that you guys email us, post on the fan page, all that. Those will be in those subscriber only episodes. That's how that's going to roll. So there you go, people. And like I said, here's a taste of what you're getting today. So all right, yeah, exactly. Mike, get started. Do your thing, man. <laughs> Definitely. So, I mean, next week I'm going to get into all of my favorite joint health and inflammation supplements. And today I'm going to preview that with two of my favorites. Then next week, again, we'll go through all the ones that I think are good and then what you should take and for what reasons. And a lot of these are beneficial for animals in your life as well. So if you have dogs or cats that have hip problems or joint issues, which is inevitable with age, a lot of these supplements are very useful on that front as well. And it's one of the reasons why I started researching it. But the two I'm going to get into today are ginger and curcumin. Let's start with ginger. First of all, Vitacost.com has a really good option for powdered ginger. It's ginger root. Very potent, and it's a high quality product. Now, why should you take ginger? One, it improves digestion big time. So if you have any gut issues, ginger is something you want to add in. It's also a good preemptive or a preemptive measure against avoiding gut issues. So, the way to take it would be you can put a teaspoon or two into a cup of hot water and you make ginger tea and you have it after every meal. It'll improve digestion big time. Really, any hot beverage after a meal improves digestion, but ginger in particular has great properties that help you avoid nausea. It's even really good for men, women who have menstrual pains. It helps fight colds and flus. Women that have had morning sickness notice that ginger tea mitigates that or just ginger supplements in general. So the digestion benefits are tremendous. Anyone with gut issues should get this in right away. The way I take it is I put a tablespoon in two protein shakes per day. I put a couple teaspoons in hot water a few times a day. 
And then whenever I travel, I always have a small baggie of ginger powder and I'll take some ginger tea before I get on the plane. I'll take some ginger tea when I get to wherever I'm going. And again, I can't emphasize enough how beneficial it is for just keeping your gut health optimal. Anytime you have, let's say, diarrhea or something like that, ginger is a good way to just get you back on track. You have some hot ginger tea. It's going to help clean out all the bacteria so that your gut health is improved again. Now, the benefits go way beyond just gut health. It also helps with muscle pain and soreness. So it's a good thing to take after workouts. It'll help mitigate soreness, any kind of muscle pain. It helps reduce pain from osteoarthritis. And I've got some bad osteoarthritis in my left elbow. So anything that helps on that front is something that I, I'm really attuned to. And then it supports healthy blood sugar and improves heart disease risk factors. It improves insulin sensitivity a great deal. One study showed that it improved HbA1c markers, which is a long-term blood sugar marker. And a 10% reduction was achieved within 12 weeks. So that's really significant. And this is just a few teaspoons several times per day. Three grams per day improved cholesterol levels. Some research indicates that it may have cancer preventative properties as well. It improves brain function by just having antioxidant properties there and then fights infections. So it's really one of those things that you should have in your cupboard for all times because like if you have a cold or flu coming on, you want to ramp it up. But it's also something, take it as a daily supplement for all the benefits I just mentioned. It's not expensive. It's easily easy to implement in your routine. I think ginger tastes good too. Yeah, It's one of those yeah. things you can add to a lot of meals to improve taste. Even if you have it in tea form, even just having it with with cinnamon as well, you get even double the benefits by adding the cinnamon, which is what I do a lot of times. And I usually buy uh, powdered ginger tea um, from like the Asian market, you know, right here by my house. And I, I keep it in stock and I always travel with it as well. So it's, it's like a mainstay with me. And for a lot of those reasons that you just mentioned, I'm like, as soon as I start feeling like sore and tight and you know i i pretty much that's one of the first things i do like at night before i go to bed is go ahead and have a cup of ginger tea hey it also helps me relax and puts me in a sleep mode as well so i'm not sitting there just all stimulated or whatever else it's very calming and warming and yeah man and like I said, it's very good at flushing you out <laughs> it's very good at well that. it's really good for circulation as well i go to a really yeah. good massage therapist who specializes in Eastern methods of recovery. Mm -hmm. And she recommended right away that I start taking ginger to improve my circulation because I was having some, some issues where I was having pain in my mid back more because of a circulatory issue. And when I started taking yeah. ginger, it went away. And I know it went away because basically she told me the improvement after I started taking ginger a few times a day. And I've always been someone who took a little bit of ginger, but I just started upping my dosage. I was taking maybe a teaspoon a couple of times a day. And she said, start taking tablespoons. When you're working out as hard as you are, take tablespoons, take a lot of it. And it's not expensive even when you're taking a, a volume of that magnitude on a daily basis. Yeah. Vitacost.com has a good option. Ginger powder, like Sincere said, you can go to most Asian markets. They're going to have powdered ginger. Yeah. What you don't want to do is get non-organic, low-quality ginger. You can tell ginger With a lot of sugar in by, it. How, well, how, by how dark it is. You can tell the quality of ginger oil ginger by how much ginger oil is in it. And it's easy to determine ginger oil by how dark it is. So if it's really light, that tends to be a lower quality ginger product. When it's really dark, that's a much higher quality ginger product because it's more concentrated in ginger oils, which are the active component that has the most benefit. 
So anyway, it's a simple thing to add in, easy to make a part of your routine. Most of you aren't going to do it because, again, it's hard to get anyone to do anything. <laughs> but I don't have any control over that. I'm just giving you the information. I know what I do. I take it every day. So that's the, I'm going to keep taking it whether you take it or not. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> and you can go to old school grandma way of doing things as well, like have just the ginger itself and make ginger tea. Just I mean, it's not that hard to sit there and put a couple of chips of ginger inside some boiling hot water, throw in some you know, a cinnamon stick, you know, and there you go, man. You want to add a little and lemon to it, go it for as it. Well. For those of you that yeah. like the juice, you can take some ginger, slice it up, juice it. Be very conservative when you're juicing it, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. <laughs> because your throat will be on fire if you put way too much in there, man. But anything that increases circulation is good for your health. It's going to improve training performance, and ginger definitely does that. So there really isn't one person listening right now who can't benefit from incorporating ginger in your routine, so get it in your routine. Now, another spice is curcumin, and turmeric is generally what most people know as the name for it. Curcumin is, is concentrated, is the active ingredient in turmeric that has all the benefits I'm about to mention. So one of the things it does is it supports testosterone production in men due to heightened activity of enzymes such as 3-beta-HSD and 17-beta-HSD in the testes. So these enzymes are, are involved in the biosynthesis of testosterone. So it's actually a pretty potent testosterone booster. It's in one of my supplements, EC, and I have a really high-quality concentrated curcumin extract in EC. So I always say that my aggressive strength testosterone booster is a strong testosterone booster and a mild estrogen control product, while EC is a very strong estrogen control product and a moderate testosterone booster, largely due to the concentration of curcumin in it. Now, it also has anabolic and anti-catabolic effects in muscle tissue. It improves prostate health by protecting the prostate against androgens. So what it does is it blocks androgen receptor uptake in the prostate, but not elsewhere. And that's really important because you don't want DHT uptake in the prostate because that can lead to enlarged prostate, prostate issues. But you want DHT Elsewhere, you want to have androgen receptor uptake of DHT into the muscles, into the brain, because it has incredible antidepressant properties. It's critical for a high sex drive, high sex function. So you want it uptake there. You just don't want it being concentrated in the prostate and being picked up by androgen receptors there. Now, it's also been shown to block growth of fat tissue and stimulates fat burning in the body. So it's a good fat burner. It's not going to be something like ephedrine where you take a couple of tablets and you're just losing weight like crazy. It's going to be something that's subtle. Don't think that you can take curcumin and eat Haagen-Dazs every day and that's going to mitigate those <laughs> negatives. You know? It's like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to take a couple extra EC tablets that Mike's selling. It's like, wait a minute, why is the fat coming cream, off? Mike? <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> I don't know how good it tastes, but <laughs> not a bad idea. Now, it also boosts the blood vessel widening effect of nitric oxide. So, again, it's also good for circulation. It's going to be good for any kind of erectile dysfunction that will help mitigate I was just about to say that for circulation so there. The blue yeah. Pill? <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll take the place of something like that. Again, it's not going to be concentrated, but in an overall wellness program, it's going to attenuate the benefits of that. Now, it'll increase glucose uptake into muscle cells. Now, this is important because this is basically a nutrient partitioning effect. And what that means is that glucose is going to muscles to be utilized to improve your workouts and for muscle growth as opposed to going to stored body fat. 
So nutrient partitioning effects of any ingredient are really important, and curcumin has strong components of that. Now, it reduces inflammation big time. It improves joint health and pain management. I've definitely found the inflammation mitigating benefits to be quite pronounced. I actually give curcumin to my, I don't give them, I don't give my dogs EC because that wouldn't be appropriate, but I give them a separate curcumin product, about 400 milligrams twice a day. And my older dog, Rabia, she's 16. She's a yellow lab. I give her up to three caps and she's not running around like a puppy. I don't want to give anyone any delusional ideas, but the fact that she can still walk around, well, first of all, the fact that she's still alive is impressive. Let's start right there right. because most yellow labs die at 11. I got her at 11. Five years later, she's still alive and she still has a good quality of life. She can still walk around at the park. She still wants to eat every day. She can get up on her own. She doesn't need me to assist her from going from a lying position to a standing position. Is she running around like a little puppy? No, of course not. But the fact that she's still alive and healthy and feeling good is a success right. in my opinion. And curcumin, along with some of the ingredients I'm going to get into next week, really help quite a bit. I also give all my dogs Restorezyme. That's obviously my favorite inflammation-fighting product. We'll talk about that next week. But we've also had Dr. Wong on the show who really got into systemic enzymes. Okay, back to curcumin. It helps relieve arthritis. It mitigates depression. But again, having helping keep negative toxins out of your brain. That's one of the ways that curcumin works. It helps get acetylcholine into your brain, which is a really important neurotransmitter for learning and recall. So your ability to learn new things and your ability to recall quickly information. So like, for example, when you're just really struggling to remember something, that's kind of a sign of low acetylcholine levels. When you can recall something quickly and deliver it, that's a sign that your acetylcholine levels are good. And this is an important component for athletes because not only do you want to learn new skills, but you want to, the ability to recall them quickly. The faster that you can get the signal from your brain to your body to act in a certain way, whether it's ripping a deadlift off the ground, pressing something quickly overhead, the better your performance is going to be. So acetylcholine is really important for that. And we'll do an episode at some point on brain health and how to balance all the different neurotransmitters. There's six main neurotransmitters, and there's really about 10 to 100 that are out there, but there's six that you want to concentrate on, and we'll get into that in a future episode. So definitely make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss out on that, because, again, it's not going to be free. It's time to pay the piper, folks. We've been doing free episodes <laughs> for three years now, right? You're not going to get great information like this for free anymore. You're going to have to pay a nominal fee. All right. Now, it also ramps up growth of new neurons and battles various degenerative processes in the brain, improves brain health by encouraging more acetylcholine to make it to the brain, enhances insulin sensitivity, which is, again, it's critical for fat loss, hormone optimization, overall health. It's really important for optimal testosterone levels as well when you have really high glucose levels and you have poor insulin output to drive glucose where it needs to go. Your overall energy is going to be low. And hormone production and optimization is extremely energy intensive. So when insulin is not working properly, your overall energy is not working properly either. So you're not going to allocate energy to thriving. You're more in survival mode. So you don't expect to have optimal testosterone levels if you're in survival mode because having a high sex drive is not something you need to survive. It's something that's fun to have. 
but <laughs> you can live like without it. You're not going to live well without it, <laughs> but you can live without it. Some <laughs> people are like, nah, man, I need it, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, some of you guys may need it, but you haven't had it for 10 years because you're taking care of yourself. <laughs> don't talk to me about how much you have. It's like, oh, man, my drivers. Anytime some guy says, man, I'm, in, I'm insatiable, you know, that's a guy who hasn't had sex in a whole year. <laughs> you're just trying to overcompensate. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Trust me. Nine times out of ten, there's a woman who's going, dude, get off me. So she doesn't want really to be with a guy that's insatiable. She's got stuff to do. <laughs> so don't don't fool yourself, buddy. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, I'm a machine. I can go three or four hours. I'm like, she doesn't want to go that long. <laughs> I don't care. What, what, are you, what are you doing during those three to four hours? <laughs> yeah, don't sit there and read all these Holocaust romances or whatever else. That's fiction, dude. To my reality, most women want you done in 30 minutes. They want you off of them. <laughs> okay. So stop. Yeah, save, save, save your time set energy for kettlebell snatches and swings or something. <laughs> Allocate that. To, go yeah, run a yeah, marathon a, if you want to last. Focus on a hours. different snatch, buddy, okay? There's a different snatch <laughs> technique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, it also upgrades liver function and liver health. And one thing we're going to hear, I, I predict that we're going to hear a lot more about in the supplement industry as well as in the fitness industry as well is the importance of liver and kidney health. We tend to get distracted by the more sexy topics such as pre-workout and post-workout, et cetera. But you're only as healthy as your weakest organ. So if you have a weak liver, you have poor kidney function, why would your overall energy be good and why would you be in a thriving state? So liver function, liver health, kidney function, kidney health. At some point down the road, I'll talk about supplements and foods that are both liver and kidney supportive. And again, this is something we're going to hear a lot more about as a way of improving performance. Your performance well, you is only going to be so good. You would think that that would already be a hot topic anyway with all the people who are protein protein holics out there. You right, know, right. Constantly just protein, protein, going from eating tons of meat to the point where they're just downing all these protein shakes 24-7 with every focus is on what, about their protein, protein. And you, no one ever talks about just how taxing that is, you know, saying on their organs, man. Well, the biggest problem with meats more than the protein is the fact that most people who eat meat are getting factory farm meat, which is loaded with chemicals and xenoestrogens. So what's happening is your liver has to detoxify those things. And when your liver is healthy, it can handle it. But after years and years and years of abuse, and then a lot of people drink alcohol too, and they're not hydrated well, they don't sleep well, they're over-caffeinated. So all of these things also contribute to your liver being overwhelmed. And then at some point, it's just not going to function as well as possible. And when your liver and kidney are not functioning optimally, why would you think that the rest of your body is going to function optimally? Your your testes are going to be working properly, but your kidney and and liver aren't. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, my adrenal health is great, but my kidneys aren't. It's like, come on, (laughs) kidneys are right there next to your adrenals. So all of these (laughs) things are are interrelated. We're going to hear a lot more about when you're taking a crab and it smells like formaldehyde, that's a hint right there, man. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's a big hint. I mean, signs of just being overwhelmed by toxicity or you have really bad skin, right? Like you're 40 years old yeah. and you still have a lot of acne. I mean, come on. What yeah. do you think that is? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're, you have, like you, like you said, your bowel movements smell like a chemical plant. <laughs> that's, that's a bad sign. Like anything that's living within 10 feet of that is dying spontaneously. You know, you know that what you're putting out. You're, you're farting on command, but somehow you still think you're healthy. 
Like it doesn't work that way, man. You need to get more ginger in your diet to improve your digestion. You also need to improve what you're eating because that's not normal. It's not healthy. It's like, well, it's normal to fart up to a hundred times a day. It's like, yeah, for you because you're unhealthy. You know, the rest of us who are healthy are not walking around farting on command, right? Now, curcumin also promotes heart health and ideal blood pressure. It sharpens the function of the endothelium, which is the lining of the blood vessels. Elevates metabolism to improve fat loss, is strong antioxidant, and Im improves the immune system. So this is obviously a good synergistic product to take with ginger. Has potent antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. Cultivates gut health and alleviates digestion issues. So you, you see a theme here of ingredients that are really good for your joints, yet are also really good for your gut as well. And what's also interesting is that MSM and glucosamine who are that are always marketed as joint health products, and they are very good for that. Both of them are also really good for your gut. So you see how the body works together as a unit. If you have joint pain, it's a sign that you have too much inflammation. Now, if you have too much inflammation, you're often going to have gut issues as well because that's an inflammatory problem. So it's, it's, so it's really interesting to me to see how the body works, how generally when one thing benefits one area, it's going to benefit a bunch of other areas as well. Now, it also supports healthy cholesterol levels, just like ginger. It promotes bone health, which is not surprising because anything that improves inflammation is going to allow your bones to be healthier. And an interesting one is it relieves the symptoms of eczema, which is an autoimmune disorder, and inflammatory bowel disease as well, which is also an autoimmune disorder. One of my customers found that taking red and EC, and EC has a strong curcumin complex in it, he found that combination to be extremely effective for mitigating his eczema. And I didn't design either product. I didn't design ECR Red for that purpose. So it's a pretty cool side effect that this customer has been getting. He's found it to be more beneficial than anything else he was doing. In fact, he was he was asking me if he could just double the dose of everything because he felt that would improve more. And, and with EC, you don't want to do that because it'll drive down your estrogen too much. And it's important to have a good balance. So if you want to, if you want to take more curcumin, EC has about 300 milligrams per capsule. So for someone who ha is just taking a baseline maintenance program, two or three caps is plenty of curcumin. You don't need to add more. Now, let's say you have excessive joint pain. You've got some gut issues. You've got some bacteria you're fighting off. It's good to get a separate curcumin product. And Vitacost has some good ones. Amazon has some good ones. You want to make sure you're getting something with bioephrin which is a black pepper extract, which helps increase absorption of curcumin and improves half-life. So the amount of time that it's going to benefit you. If something has a really short half-life, let's say an hour, then it's only going to be beneficial for an hour and then it dissipates. So you want to improve the half-life by taking something that will allow it to stay in your system longer and keep working those positive benefits. If you're taking turmeric and you're adding it to meals, you want to add it to something that has fat in it. So mixing turmeric with coconut oil, for example, or olive oil will improve absorption and allow you to have that sustained effect. But if you want to get the full benefits of curcumin, you don't want to just put turmeric powder in a couple of meals here and there. You want something more concentrated. So if you, for those of you men and women that are taking EC, you're already getting it by default. And then if you feel that you need more of it, just get another curcumin product. It's not overly expensive as well. So what I like about ginger and curcumin is they're very good for your joints. They're very good for inflammation. And then they're also good for kidney health, liver health, digestion, gut issues. 
So you're getting a multitude of benefits rather than saying, okay, I'm going to take this for joints and then I'm going to take this for digestion and then I'm going to take this for the kidneys. I'm going to take this for the liver. Now you're taking eight different products. I like ingredients that have a variety of benefits so that you're getting the most bang for your buck. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, cause I saw someone, um, one of the things that I like is, you know, um, turmeric tea. Well, not tea, but, um, milk, milk, you know, especially at night, you know, making that. Okay. Milk, so that's, a, that's also yeah. another way to just knock you right out, man. And I'll, I'll have like just a little bit of turmeric, you know, inside like some cashew milk, you know, once I warm it up. But, um, you know, I saw someone that mentioned that also, you know, the best thing to do is to have turmeric with some type of black pepper to activate. Yeah. It. Otherwise, it yeah. kind of goes to waste. And it's just so funny once that I saw her say that, you know, of course, I, I looked on EC and I was like, OK, there's the black pepper right there. So, yep. OK, there's must That's come to this night. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that. So you could add some black pepper. You could add some black pepper to that drink. You could add yeah. some coconut oil to that drink or coconut butter so that the yeah. fats will help give you a more sustained delivery. I think a little bit of coconut butter and some black pepper will go a long way. It, but if it ruins the taste of it, that may ruin the experience. So yeah, what you may kinda, yeah what, when I thought about black pepper and turmeric milk, I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah. not Doesn't really. Sound good. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. You know, that, that kind of just takes away from the whole premise of the, the silky smoothness that I'm trying to have to help me relax or whatever else. Now, if I'm making a smoothie, you know, then I don't really mind throwing some black pepper in there if I put some turmeric right, in it. Right, right. You know, because there's going to be so many other ingredients in there, you know, so therefore it won't be as noticeable. But when it's just, you know, whatever, you know, nut milk that I'm using and turmeric, you know, it's going to be very easy to recognize that black pepper. I'm like, this is not giving me a, a warm milk effect <laughs> right now. So, yeah, I was, I was kind of thinking about that. But, yeah, throwing in, like, yeah, if I have, like, coconut milk, you know, especially, like, homemade coconut milk, where I know it's going to be a little bit more fat in it than just store-bought, right. conventional, you know, I, then that that makes sense. You know, or, like you said, just add a little bit of coconut oil. Now, I can get with that. That's not a problem. Plus, you Yeah, know, and there's still, benefits to just, there's still benefits right. to taking it the way you're taking it. You're just not going to maximize the benefits, but that's okay. I mean, if you're taking EC or you're taking some other curcumin supplement, you're covered there. And then yeah. any other turmeric you're adding in, whether it's a cooked meal or this beverage you're talking about, that's just icing on the cake, just getting a little yeah. bit more benefit. I think it's important, though, to find ways of delivery that you know you're going to be able to sustain. Exactly. Sometimes, like, like you asked Thomas Inklin in, what about people who don't want to take cranberry capsules in that episode? Can they, and he gave right. you an option of some concentrated cranberry juice. I mean, my attitude is always, you know, just don't be such a jack off and just take it the way you need to take it for the maximum benefit. That's just my mentality, right? right. Like if someone tells me, like, look, if you want the maximum benefits of turmeric, you got to add black pepper. I'm going to find a way to do that. The <laughs> right. average person, though, they're going to go, they're just, they're just not going to do that. Like we said, it's, it's hard to another way I can to do it? anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if someone comes to me and they're like, look, man, if you do it this way, it's going to improve your strength by this amount. It's like, it's like you have me at strength, man. Okay, no problem. I'll take it that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. I have an iron stomach too, so I can t I, I can handle a lot. Well, I have that yeah. mentality, man. A lot of times, you know, yeah. Trust me, I love good tasting food or whatever else. But when it comes, for some reason, you know, I guess because I've supplemented since my teen years, you know, I've always right. known that I don't supplement for the taste. You know, I don't take the <laughs> yeah, exactly. taste. I take it for the benefit. So I don't even I don't even fool myself. I don't need gummy multivitamins and all this other stuff. You know, I'll take perk vitamins, and I know they taste like. Who knows what? You know, I can't say it tastes like ass because I never tasted ass like that. <laughs> so, you know, but I just know that you, as soon as you open it, what you smell is what you're going to taste when you take those perk vitamins. But I also know how they work. 
you know, a lot of people take multivitamins on a daily basis and they don't really know if it's doing anything. You pop these bad boys, you know, they work within like 15 minutes. You'll know the difference. You know, there's a very high concentration of all these B vitamins. And so you'll definitely feel the energetic effect of it right away. You know, so that you have me. So I don't care about the taste. You know, I find a way. Most time I just take a something like if it's capsules or whatever, dude, I can sit there. If it's like 10 of them, I can just sit there and throw them right down my throat and then chase it down with a drink and I'm good. My wife looks at me. She's right. like, what the like what the hell? Who does that? I said I'm a pro. I've been popping supplements since I was a teen. I was just, I'm not new to this game. I'm like, you know, with her, she never liked supplements, but you know, now you know where she is now with her health and you know getting better and getting healthier. You know, there's a lot of supplements that she needs to take to kind of make up for a lot of things that are missing. You know, as far as right. nutrients or whatever. So she's having issues. You know, with like she's God, this is just a lot. I was like, really? That's a lot. You really think that's a lot that you're doing right? I'm like, come on, woman. <laughs> I was like, butch up and go ahead and just pop those bad boys. I said, you'll get used to it. I said, when it becomes your daily routine, you'll get over it. You won't care about the taste or the smell. Because when you start feeling good, you could care less. Right. That's when it comes down. I was, was going to say, once you experience the benefits, that's, that's the easiest way to be compliant. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, in the beginning, you may not understand, you know, if it's, necessary but once you like i said once you get your labs or just personally you start feeling it you know within a few weeks or a couple of days or whatever else a couple of hours you're like you know what whatever man give it to me because i haven't been feeling that all my life i've been feeling like you know it's been, i've been feeling like crap all this time and this is helping me not feel like crap i want more of that so who would i wouldn't even care you know i wouldn't even care man I think it's an important point to make with any kind of supplement or health regimen also is you have to give it time to work. If you've been unhealthy yeah. for a long time and you just add ginger and you go, man, I've been taking it for a week. I don't feel any difference. Why would you expect to feel a difference in a week? You've been, you've been unhealthy most, for most 35 years. <laughs> well, most supplements also take 8 to 12 weeks to have a meaningful change, just like working out, right? You start a workout regimen. Are you going to make a decision at the end of the first week whether it's a good program or not? That would be stupid. Right. Like, oh, man, I tried that Coan deadlift program, but you know, after week one, I just didn't notice that much. It's yeah. like, well, that's a little bit too early program? to make an assessment. <laughs> exactly. Like glucosamine, which we'll talk about next week, that hasn't really been shown to kick in strongly until week nine and beyond. So a lot of people probably take it for a month and go, oh, that didn't do anything for me, where if they stuck with it for one more month, or two months and a half, they would have been like, whoa, what a difference it's making in my joints. And now they're more lubricated. I can move around pain-free. So you have to give things time to work. My attitude is don't even bother adding things in your regimen if you're not going to give it a few months to assess the difference. And also, don't add things to your regimen if you don't know you need those things. <laughs> That's another thing. It's like Another reason a lot of times people don't know if stuff is working because, A, they may not need more of that particular thing in the first place. And they haven't done any tests or anything. It's just like you have no markers to even know if it's working. So here's the deal. Like if you go in and see like, okay, I, I took some labs. I see I'm lacking in this. And then you're going two or three weeks like, I don't know if it's working. And then six weeks later you take another test like, oh, look at those numbers. Okay, it is working. Because, A, a lot of times you don't even know what you're looking for. You don't even know if it's, you don't know what to look for to see if it's working a lot of times. It could be subtle. And then on one, one other thing, a lot of times, especially if you're supplementing, if you've been unhealthy for a long time, you know, there may be, especially if you haven't gotten labs and gone and seen a professional who can tell you how, you know, what your dosage should really be other than suggested what's on the bottle. You may not be absorbing enough at that point. You may not be taking enough of it to absorb what's needed to actually make those changes, you know, inside. So that's another thing. If your gut health is all jacked up, 
then you, know, you can pop the, the amount, you know, the recommended doses each day. And who knows? You probably only get like maybe 5% of that, 10% of that. So that's 90% kind of left the chance. It's kind of like, where's that other 90%? <laughs> so that's right. Now, the gut really health helps. point is a good one because a lot of times people will say, well, I took creatine monohydrate. It caused gut issues. It's like, no, you have gut issues, and that's why you can't take creatine. It's the other way around. If you didn't right. have those gut issues, you would be do just fine with it. Exactly. And a lot of things fall into that category as well. Now, when some, to, to drive your point home further, also to know what – sometimes it's not easy to know what you need because, for example – the way you feel when you have too much estrogen versus too little estrogen is very similar. So how do you know which one it is? Now, sometimes it's easy. You've got bigger hooters than your wife does. Obviously, you don't have – obviously, it's not a problem of too little estrogen. You know, you have way too much. You know, you have more lower – if you have an excess amount of stored lower body fat, where, I mean, like guys are trying to grab your ass because they think you're a woman, and they realize, oh, shit, that guy's got a beard. <laughs> you know? That like, lady's got a like, beard. Oh, it's a guy. Never mind. <laughs> like, dude, ask yourself, are you an A cup or are you a D cup? If you're a D cup, then you have too much. <laughs> like you were saying, you know, someone's like, what, what are you going to do if someone grabs your wife's ass? It's like, well, shit, what are you going to do if someone gra- some guy grabs your ass because he thinks you're the wife? <laughs> That's, a big- <laughs> That's a bigger problem. <laughs> <laughs> they see, they like, see you and your bad, girlfriend homie. or wife from, from the waist down. They're like, they're grabbing your ass because they think you're the female in the relationship. You know, that's a bad sign. Oh, man. <laughs> so so, so some, some, some things are obvious. If you have estrogen dominance, you have a lot of excess lower body fat, you have excess fat in the pecs, you have a difficult time getting rid of stubborn body fat. But in terms of the way you feel, too much estrogen has a really negative effect on your sex drive. Too little does as well. Too much has a negative impact on sex function, just like too little does as well. Now, I'll preface this by saying very few guys have the problem of too little estrogen unless they're on something like a Remedex or even my estrogen blocker. Most guys have the opposite effect. So don't don't worry about your estrogen being too low if you've never gotten it tested before. Most likely it's too high. But but, But again, the symptoms can be very similar in terms of the way you feel. All right, so that's going to cap it for what I want to cover today. Next week for the first premium episode, I'm going to get into acetylmeristolate, MSM, glucosamine, boswella. There's so many good ingredients that are not only good for people, they're also good for your animal friends as well. Acetylmeristolate in particular, I've been a big fan of for many years. I've had different animals throughout my life that have benefited greatly from that. So that's a really cool ingredient that we'll talk more about next time. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, did you want to talk about some of the coffee benefits, or what are you thinking? No, we, we can save that for the next one, man. We can save okay. that for the next episode. Okay. We can get into that. Okay, sounds good. Let's just do this. Let's just wrap up with UFC predictions for this week. We know we have a pretty good UFC card coming on Saturday. Who do you have for Alistair Overeem versus Stevie Miocic? Man, you know, that heavyweight belt has been passed around like a freaking joint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I have a feeling that Saturday night's not going to be any different, man. I have, I I have agree. a feeling that I think Alistair's going to pull it off because he has to. <laughs> Just because he has to, man. 
So he also fights very smart nowadays. Like those times when he was yeah. getting knocked out, he was he was reckless. He was running in there a little bit too aggressive. Well, he had a little help. Notice with the back. last four times he's won, he's been very patient, very methodical. He waits for his opening, no matter how long it takes, and then he pulls the trigger. And when he does, it's very accurate. It's very powerful. No one's ever knocked out fucking Junior Dos Santos before. Right. And he did it like yeah. in the first round. And even Junior was like, whoa, I've never experienced this before. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I think I think he's going to pull this one off, man. And I think the reason why he's been very patient, also the fact that, you know, the last time he got popped, you know, for banned substance, <laughs> yeah, he had a little less confidence, you know, just relying solely on that. Like, I can just go in over power and just beat the crap out of somebody to be done. Whereas, like, now you got to really rely on himself. You know, just like, okay, I got to be a little smarter about this. And he's probably training a lot smarter as well. Yeah, he so, has a lot know, less muscle mass. And now he has to rely oh, yes. on finesse. He has to rely on finesse rather than brute power. Yes. He's starting to look like his younger days. He's starting to look like his pride <laughs> days again, almost. <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, when he, was on, when he was on the juice fighting Brock Lesnar, he weighed 260 and he had abs. Full six pack. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. pretty much a dead giveaway when someone is really big <laughs> and they're ripped. It's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that same thing be saying about Brock. Like, how long do you think you were going to get away with that, dude? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that doesn't surprise anyone of me. Come on. I mean, like, the, that the guy, fact that you on. actually, like, he, he pretty much walks around at, like, three, I think, like, 325 or something like that. And he has to cut yeah, weight. Yeah. yeah. He's, you know, just, just the, I mean, cut a lot of weight just to get into a, just to get to 265. So, you know, so I'm just like, come on, man. You, you shouldn't be surprised you're going to get popped sooner or later. <laughs> right. I'm pretty sure he probably got popped before that. And he was probably like, nah, man, this is our big money draw. Like, don't do this to us. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I think Alistair's going to pull this one off, man. Yes, Alistair's you know. a slight underdog right now, too. So, as a sports better, which I do for fun, yeah, I was about to say. Way, not because I'm compelled. <laughs> not, not because I'm addicted. Like, I'm running to the sports book, betting the house on it. No. I'm going to do a fun little bet. See how that goes. And then the other heavyweight fight looks pretty interesting, too. we got Fabricio Verdum in a rematch against Travis Brown. The first fight mm. was pretty competitive, although Fabricio showed more of a skill set. How much Travis has improved since that last fight is hard to say. But I think Fabricio pulls that one off again. What do you think? Kind of looking at Travis's last few fights. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Fabricio. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to get excited. <laughs> it's it's kind of... I think I think his mind's a little too distracted with other things. It's like I think right now it's kind of like you are the company that you keep. I think there's a lot of distractions going on in that household right now as far as what the next career path. <laughs> so I don't know, man. So between him and Ronda, so I don't yeah, know, man. I I got to go with I got to go with Fabricio on this one, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Now, what do you think about Steve? Here's the fun one. CM Punk finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> Unless something happens between now and Saturday. Hey, which is possible. Happening hey, with hey, 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 man, don't do that. Somebody know, well, somebody I'm not worried about happens. I'm not worried about uh, jinxing this one because who cares? <laughs> you know, if it happens one or another. <laughs> because, you know, we don't want to. <laughs> the headliner I'm going to be disappointed by. But we got CM Punk versus Mickey. Is it Gull? Mickey Gull? I forget his Mickey last Gull, name. Mickey Gull, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm laughing at um, Dana White calling Mickey you know, and telling him to change his, his interest music because he's going to come out to um, Tony Basil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Mickey. Hey, Mickey. Yeah, right. Dana, yeah, right. Oh, you changed something. that. <laughs> he's like, nah, I need something harder, man. <laughs> like, <"Come> <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know Dana's like, well, come on, man. This is your first fight. You know, I need people to take you seriously. Don't don't come in with that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's already a very non-serious matchup as it is. 
you know, just for the fact there's enough show and go and circusy stuff going on. Don't don't make it even worse with your interest music. But um, you know, man, <laughs> of course, common sense is gonna say Mickey Gall. But again, you know, he, he's got what what one, two fights, maybe three fights on his belt, I think. I have a funny feeling about that one, man. I've got a somebody, funny feeling yeah, but that somebody, CM Punk but, is know, somebody going like, to pull it off. It was just like, yeah, I, but again, just because, I don't know, man. It's just like, I, I think people are sleeping on Punk. And it'll, just just for the fact that every, everybody in the fight world is so confident that he's going to get his ass handed to him. That is probably, he has nothing to lose, man. He has nothing to lose because here's the deal. Here's the deal. If CM Punk gets beat, yeah, everybody expected that. And if he gets beat, he lived out his dream. He fought in the UFC. He, he had his one fight. And guess what? He can always go back to professional wrestling where he would make a lot more money and have to com- train and do whatever else a lot less, just like Brock does. You know? But at the same time, Mickey Gall's got a lot to lose. He's got a lot to lose, man, because you know, they scouted this guy out, you know, picked him up from you know, you know, looking for a fight from that little reality show that Dana has. And, you know, and he's fought you know, real deal guys all this time. And, yeah, he may only have a few fights under his belt, but again, you are the professional, whereas CM Punk is an amateur who's starting off in a professional fight. But at the same time, let's think about Brock. Brock was the same way for the most part. Yeah, he had one fight under his belt before he came or whatever. But, and he also had like a career being in amateur wrestling and all that. But again, no one gave him a chance and didn't think that he could pull it off. Yeah, the first one, he came out swinging and for a minute there it was a little scary. It was a little scary yeah. for Frank, you know, but again, the inexperience took over. It wasn't necessarily that Frank took over. It was the inexperience that took over, mixed in with fighting someone with experience. And they can look for, like, right. okay, I can't overpower this dude, but I can put him in an ankle lock, and that'll be something new for him, you know. Whereas the next time Brock fight, it's like, nah, I'm going to impose my will and, and be a true beast. And next thing you know, a couple fights later, this dude's a champ. Beating one of the one of the top guys ever of all time, you know, Randy Couture. So it's kind of like everybody's like, "Oh shit, he did it," you know. So I don't know, man. Punk could pull it off because stranger things have happened in the UFC. Yeah, very I, much. I, that's, yeah. I always go back to that. I don't care how experienced you are, how many fights you've had, whose whose camp you've been in, how many championships you may have had, or how close you've been, or whatever else. And I don't care, dude. In this game, stranger things have happened. So, you know what's funny is one of the one of the prelim fights, which is Jessica I versus Betch Cohera. I love how whenever someone's fighting, whenever someone's fighting Betch, they always they always purposely pronounce her name Bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't say Bitch like straight out like that, but they always say it. They don't say Betch either. They always yeah. say it where it sounds like Bitch. You know? <laughs> She's a Bitch. <laughs> well, you know, Bitch. I mean, like Bitch is going to be tough. Bet, bet. <laughs> I was like, did he just did she just call her a Bitch? <laughs> about that. <laughs> that stuff so, cracks me up. Yeah, so I, I don't know with that one. Hmm. See that one right there. Is that, that, kind, that that one funny, that one kind of falls in the category of who cares. I'm not going to be going out of my way to watch that one. Yeah, yeah, that, you know, that, that one is because that one's because let's put you know let's put some of our female fighters on the card and we're in Cleveland and Jessica I lives and she's from Cleveland so it's only natural that we put her on this card. You know, I mean, because honestly, even, you know, they tend to do that. You know, I mean, you got Stipe. He's, you know, based out of Cleveland as well. Right. The only reason why Punk is on this card is because he was originally supposed to be on the Chicago card because that's where he's from. He's from Chicago. Right. So they kind of set it up like that. So let's put him in the Cleveland card, which is not that far from Chicago. So so he can kind of bring that crowd in and kind of have the home crowd behind him and whatever else. But, yeah, that is one of those fights. You're kind of like, eh, 
you know, I mean, here's the number number 10, what bantamweight or whatever, but does anyone care? Because neither one of them can handle the champ right now. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, that. So it's kind of like, yeah, what are you both fighting for? You know, move up to what, the number nine? They're, they're, fight, they're fighting to keep their job is what they're fighting for. Yeah, because pretty both much. Because done, both of them haven't done too well recently. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you got a lot of hungry girls coming up, man, constantly, constantly coming up. So, yeah, that, that is one of those ones like, eh, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember who else is on the, I don't even remember who else is in the card. So that, oh, you know, uh, Pettis, Pettis is doing, yeah, I think, is Pettis on this one? Maybe or his brother is. Anthony Pettis isn't because he fought last week. So, oh, or the right, week before. Right. Yeah, she watched that yeah. one. Yeah, I told you, like I told you <laughs> privately, what I was like, you know, I'm, I'm fought out. <laughs> you know, I'm just so fought out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just yeah, remember, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, Paige Van Zandt fought too. I bet I, yeah. I won a I won a nice little chunk of change on her doing that killer kick to win that fight. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it's funny because like those fights are still on. Like I haven't watched them yet. They're still on my DVR. <laughs> it's just I mean, nah, it's good. It's good to cut stuff out from time to time. It's yeah. Good. Oh yeah, because I just I've, sometimes I've people be a hoarder of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you're a hoarder of shows. All of a sudden you're watching ten different shows. You're like, how did this happen? Like, let's just yeah, cut out the right eight. Let's just cut out the eight that are not that great and, th- and stick to the two that are good. Exactly. There's too much stuff out, especially the, during the summer. And now, by the time you finish those up, the fall is about to start up. Shows that you were watching before. So it's just like, yeah, I got to pick and choose now. And I don't want to be that person sitting there every night spending four hours in front of a television. That does not sound like a good time to me. You know, you know what I like <laughs> is when people are talking about shows and I don't know what they're talking about. That's a healthy Oh, feeling. I love it, man. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my, my, oh, man, there's this my, one show. I've never heard of it. Never seen it. I feel my, pretty good about that. I'm so crazy about it. I probably won't start watching until everybody stops talking about it. You know, like, oh, my God, have you watched The Get Down? I'm like, I, I know it's on Netflix because they sent me an email about it notify me about this show called The Get Down, but I probably won't watch it probably until season three or four when all of you have gotten over it. Just like now. Well, I'm I'll, just I'll tell you what's good it. on Netflix that's worth watching is Narcos. That's a damn Narcos, show. yeah, yeah. But I, still, but I still need to watch season one, which has been in my queue since it first came <laughs> on. <laughs> well, so, yeah, now, yeah, that, that's healthy as well. It's healthy that you've yeah. got all this stuff, that you're doing other things where you don't even have time to get around to it. So that's a healthy response. Exactly. Look, man, I finally am almost finished watching Preacher, which has been on all summer, which is supposed to be a slow time. But it's like I've been enjoying my summer, not want to sit in front of a television. And I still I'm down to like, what, three or four episodes. And this is a comic book that I used to read a lot. And I love it. So, you know, yeah. but even then, it's also one of those. One thing about AMC shows, you know, it's just you got to watch them. You can't go. You can't do other stuff while you watch them because you'll miss out. You'll you'll miss the whole plot. You know, and that's one of those shows where you got to pay attention. And the fact is, a lot of times they have limited commercials, which means it's not going to be 42 minutes. A lot of times it's going to be about almost an hour's worth of television. So I'm right. like, for me, that takes that takes energy. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, okay, I really just need to be like, okay, I'm, I'm just goofing around. I really have nothing to do. I'm not ready to go to bed yet, and I need to watch maybe one or two episodes of that. That's how to be with stuff like that, man. So, and then after a while, like I said, one, one thing about television, television shows are getting way, way better than movies now. Oh, yeah, you know, way better. So it, it, it's starting to suck because you start finding all these shows. That are like, okay, television is really not sucking very much anymore. It's like there are a lot of good shows out there. So at this point, I know there are some shows that probably won't even make it to Netflix. So 
you're pretty much recording a season's worth of it on your DVR and just like, well, I'll get around to it sooner or later. But it's just uh, so TV's much good come stuff. A long, TV's come a long way since Matt Houston and uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the fall, the fall guy, yeah, the fall guy, <laughs> <laughs> TJ Hooker. I mean, come on, TJ Hooker, <laughs> campy ass shows that were popular when we were growing up. Simon and Simon, <laughs> <laughs> Airwolf, come. <laughs> Yeah, it's good that there's a lot of good shows. I'll tell you when a lot of good shows that have been out for a while are useful is when you're traveling a lot. Because then oh, yeah. if you have a 10-hour flight somewhere, you can watch the whole season yeah. of something. Exactly. You can exactly. Just do a marathon of something on that flight. And then you have 10 hours coming back. You can watch the second season. Exactly. Then you're good. You're caught up. <laughs> like, yeah, right, that, you're that's where entertainment is extremely useful. I don't travel yeah. that much anymore, though, so I don't really have that excuse. But if I were going to ramp up traveling again, that's when I would be a little bit more in tune with what's out there. So I could just start catalog- cataloging a couple shows to take advantage of. Exactly. Or you're sitting in a doctor's office, which, you know, you got two hours to kill because it's going to take about that long before they see you. Oh, might as well knock out a few episodes of so-and-so while I'm here. Well, the thing is, no matter where I go, I always have headphones and I always have podcasts and other stuff in my phone ready yeah. to go for opportunities see, that's my like thing. that. Yeah, most of my free time is usually spent you know, if I'm listening to entertainment, whatever, it's going to be podcast. You know, right. even then I'm still playing the catch up game. I'm like, oh, that was a good Oh, look at the title of the episode. Like, oh, man, I missed that one. So right. there's always right. there's always a distraction out there. And it's all about how you use it. Like, you know, just a way to decompress or I'm actually going to get something out of it as well. You know, just some education from it. So that's how I look at things now, man. And like I said, you got to pick and choose. There's so many things I've started to unsubscribe from as far as podcasts. You know, yeah, me too. Put in that same category with TV shows. You know, just like guys, there's some things I'm like, okay, I'm not. That's not where I am now. Like when I first started listening to where I, or I'm watching something, I was in a different space. Whereas now I could care less about that topic anymore or that person. You know, this just may not resonate with me anymore. They may have resonated in the beginning, but then it's like, okay, we've outgrown each other. We're breaking up. I I break up with you. (laughs) Sometimes you go back and watch a show you liked five years ago, and you're like, "Man, this show sucks." Why did I ever watch this? So many shows don't stand the test of time. No, so many. I always say, like, ninety percent of the shows you watch now, which you think are important, a couple of years from now, or even a year from now, you're going to look back and be like, "Man, that wasn't even that great. I could have been doing something else while I was watching that." (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or they just they don't know when to stop. You know, it's like, okay, that was your peak. You should have gotten out while the getting was good. Right. And like, you know, it would suck ass if they were still trying to make Spartacus right now. Well, I mean, that's a good, yeah, right. That's a good life <laughs> lesson, too. I mean, a lot of times people get stuck in these ruts because they don't know when to get out of it. Like, you get into something right. and it's exciting and you, you, you're catching that growth phase of it. And then at some point it levels off and it's not that exciting anymore. And then it goes into a downward trend. So, I mean, the ideal thing to do is get off the boat when it's in that leveling off phase and get into some some other interest rather than you're on this sinking ship and it's about to hit the bottom of the ocean. And now you're finally realizing, okay, I better get off this thing. You can't even jump off the ship because the water is now level to your neck. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't jump now, dude. You're already in the water. You're in it now, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're you're drowning with it, and you're trying to swim back up for air when it would have been a lot better if you jumped off while it was in that downward trend. Exactly. Not when, always when easy the to know above water. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, you can't get to the lifeboats now because it's submerged in the water. You had your chance, dude. Come on. <laughs> I think the mistake a lot of people make is they they have the courage to pursue their interest one time, and then yeah. What was interesting initially is not that interesting anymore, but they don't have the courage to do it again. That's an interesting phenomenon right there, which I see all the time. Yeah. 
Like, come on, man. That's what make life interesting. It's just like, come on, man. That's that's how you got to where you were. I mean, right. you had that attitude. You had that attitude when you were a kid and when you were a teen. It's just like once you were over something, you were over it and you moved on and you didn't have any regrets about it. No child has a regret about giving up a toy that they could care less about. Because it's like, guess what? I found another one that interests me. Or I found another video game that interests me or whatever else. Or, you know, I found a new game to go play on the playground that interests me. And I don't want to play kickball anymore. I like dodgeball now. It's so much more fun to bust you in the face instead of kicking the ball at you and hoping to hit you. <laughs> you know, and just there's always this constant evolution of interest with kids. But then for some reason we get to be an adult. We feel like we just have to focus on one thing and just that thing because that's the adult thing to do. Because well, the, the flip side is <laughs> if you don't stick with something long enough, you're not going to get good at it whether it's building a business or a workout regimen or whatever it is. So it's timing is very important with a lot of things. You have to know when to get in, how long to stay in, and then when to get out of something and move on to something else. Not just just timing, but presence, being present while that thing is happening. So you'll know Like you, you'll uh, you'll feel those feelings. Like okay, I, this no longer serves me anymore. I don't really care about this anymore. You know, right. like God, like I'm dreading this, and actually knowing in that moment that you dread it. And not that's the clear more. and present sign right there. Is when, <laughs> yeah, you're, like, when you when, you're like, <laughs> when excitement goes away and dread takes its place. I mean, come on, how does how much more clear does it get than that? Yeah, here's some of the signs. You're constantly late doing going to do that thing. You know, every time. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's yeah. Sometimes there's things that get in the way and you know delay you, but you've now made it a habit of being late or not even showing up at all. That's a hint. You don't care anymore. Move on. You know, or well, a really bad with, sign is when people someone. tell you people that are like, let's say you're teaching a course and people that are taking it are just like, man, you don't really seem like you're that into it. That's a really bad sign right there. You want to get out way before it gets to that point. <laughs> you don't want that to happen because uh, I can smell the refunds. And then that means, you know, you're about to take buy a ticket to Jadedville after that. You're like, you know what? F that industry. Blah, blah, blah. blah. These people suck. Like, no, you suck because you didn't care about it anymore. And the people, they they made you, man. They saw you. They saw right through you. And they called you on your BS and they wanted their money back because they didn't pay for you to be bored. Okay. They pay for, they are paying for you to be excited about it so they can be excited about it. So, yeah, and it doesn't mean that take- it doesn't mean that if if one person asks for a refund that you suck, it could just be that person oh. could suck, and maybe that person t- or it just wasn't a personality fit. So I mean, sometimes, exactly. but when they start questioning your motivation, <laughs> yeah, when they start collectively questioning your motivation, it's becoming obvious, dude. Come on, man, do to my do be do be professional enough to say, you know what, I'm done with this. To my right. obviously, right. and then take a long look and like, okay, what what do I what what gets me excited now? And that's a question people need to ask themselves a lot of times. It's just like I mean, so many things. What do you mean that that's not that's not a problem I ever worry about? I never <laughs> yeah, worry exactly about. Like, I never worry about. Oh man, what am I going to get into after this? If if this is not interesting anymore, <laughs> I mean, there's so many things to do. And I, one thing I've been able to do in this business as a fitness professional is just keep. Na- I'm still in the fitness business, but I keep navigating different corners that I find interesting, and none of it is premeditated by financial reasons. It's more because that's what I'm interested in, and then it turns into a financial benefit as a result of my interest, not the other way around. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, doing the reverse is not is not a good way to start off, man. Like ah. Oh. I, I'm gonna get into this because I can make a crap load of money from it. Like, mm, no, probably not with that attitude because that's all you're gonna be thinking about. So therefore, you're not gonna put in the effort to make it a quality thing, whatever that is. 
That's right. Because you're not focusing on quality. You know, you're thinking about the money, man. And if that's what you're focusing on, then you need to get in something that where it's about making money. You yeah, know, where be money is. Banker, you know? Exactly. So, <laughs> go move to Wall Street. <laughs> no, no one, no one becomes an investment banker for passion. Like, oh man, I've always wanted to do that. They do it because they want to make right. money. You know, right. and they're willing to put up with the boredom of doing it in order to make that money. <laughs> I've, I've met several investment bankers in my life, and none of them, they might be passionate about other things, but definitely not their work. You bring that topic up, it's forget it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Well, anyway, yeah. folks, one thing you should be passionate about is supporting us. So right now, you're listening to this episode for free. If you want to hear the next episode, which is going to be some really high-quality premium content, Get over to Patreon, make a do, make a donation, and become a subscriber. Rather, that's a good way of phrasing yeah, what you said. Become yeah. a subscriber. It's not a donation because you're getting something. You're getting you've, right. you've been getting something anyway all this time, but now now it's more tangible. Now you know exactly what you're getting. And then make sure you support our businesses. Go over to MikeMuller.com. Use that coupon code LLA. Go get ten percent off some EC, which is back in stock and ready to go. So get on that. Optimize your hormones. Get my testosterone booster. Get the recovery oil. Get some deep sleep. Get rid of those aches and pakes with Restorezyme and improve your adrenal health with red. So use that coupon code LLA, go get 10% off. And make sure you look at the bundle offerings because if you buy five bottles of the testosterone booster, it's automatically discounted a great deal if the price drops down to about 35 bucks a bottle. And then you get an additional 10% off on that. So anyway, it's not necessarily the best option for someone who's never used it before, but if you're someone who's already using the product and you've been buying one bottle at a time and you're like, man, this stuff is great, go ahead and invest in the five-bottle special. Use that coupon code and get it at the lowest price possible. That way you have more money that you can donate over to Ty Ritter's Project Child Save or a lot of the other organizations we talk about, Warrior Angels, et cetera. And you have to feel, you know, stuck out when Mike's like, um, sold out, and, you know, just when you're about to order that model. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, and you, and you got to wait a month or two or whatever else. And you're like, well, whenever you hear that, it's like, well, I don't have to worry about that because I bought the bundle. So I'm good. You know, so you want to be that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And then also head over to newwarriortraining.com. Use that same coupon code. 10% off everything over there, man, from the ebooks to the Cheria doors to the Bositas for the Cheria doors to the weight management program, all that over there, the DVD, bodyweight training DVD, all that, 10% off, LLA, use that code. And um, But like I said, right now, going forward, most importantly, head over to patreon.com slash LLA podcast, become a subscriber, and therefore, you know, you don't have to sit there and twiddle your thumbs for two weeks each month. You know, you'll get these these premium episodes from both of us, like I said, very, very, like, on point with these targets, with, with these uh, topics. And also, like I said, we can address Q&A and all that good stuff, man. So a lot of high-quality content coming from the both of us. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, it, and, and like I said, you won't get it anywhere else. I'm sorry. It's not going to be an accidental slip-up where that episode gets released on, on Stitcher or iTunes or something like that. No, it's not going to happen. You know, that's the beauty of Patreon, whereas when we release it on Patreon, only Patreon subscribers are going to get it. Even if you just go on Patreon and look and you're not a subscriber, you're not even going to see that episode whatsoever. It'll just tell you like, oh, you know, especially if you were a current Patreon subscriber and you haven't updated your credit card information and it's declined or whatever, even if you go on, you know, it's going to let you know like, hey, you know, it looks like you need to update your credit card information. You know, there are a few people who've had that issue or whatever. So it'll be a nice little reminder on top of the email the Patreon already sends out to you. But other than that, like I said, so my membership has its privileges. So subscribers, they're the ones who are going to get these episodes, people. So 
you know, don't get left out. Don't go wondering like, hey, what do they talk about? You know, so they may not want to tell you because they're paying for that. If I was paying for it, I'm like, well, won't you subscribe and find out? <laughs> you know, it's just that simple. You know, I'm not trying to just give it to you when I'm, I'm the one that's paying for it because that's been going on long enough. <laughs> for the last few years. Yeah, and if you're a so. Patreon supporter and you start giving people your IDs and sharing it, we're going to give you an atomic wedgie. We're going to find you, and we're going to give you an atomic <laughs> wedgie. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you are, but I'll find you, and I will give we're gonna, you We're going to rip those meundies off of your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Yeah, so yeah, let that marinate until the next episode. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up for this week. Take All care, right, everybody. Take care, everyone. Bye.